Welcome back everyone. So today we're going to be taking a look from the Voice of the Martyrs again um, at a couple different sections here, Extreme Costs and Extreme Smile. Uh, so the first one takes place in India with Pastor uh, Kanth, Kantheswar Dijal. I'm probably slaughtering that name. I apologize to any East Indians who are listening. <laughs> Uh, the verse they're giving here is uh, from Hebrews 13, 13 to 14. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For he here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for that city, or for the city that is to come. I am a strong believer in Christ, Pastor Dijal said as he looked at the 18 men surrounding him, you may kill me, but I will never become Hindu. It was September 20th, 2008, and Pastor Jigal was traveling by bus back to his home village of Orissa State, in Orissa State, India. A month before, hundreds of Hindu extremists armed with sticks, axes, and knives swept through multiple Christian villages in Orissa and five other Indian states, burning homes, destroying churches, and beating Christians. More than 100 Christians died during the month-long rampage, and nearly 70,000 Orisa Christians, including Dijal and his family, were forced from their homes. Thinking the violence had subsided, Pastor Dijal returned home to check on his family's property and livestock. He was nearing his village when 18 Hindu radicals stopped him. The radicals dragged Pastor Dijal off uh, the crowded, dusty bus. They ignored the sickening crunch of bone as his legs shattered. They demanded his conversion to Hinduism. When he refused, they beat him. They tied his hands and legs. They stripped him of his clothes, leaving nothing but a shirt. They burned his face and tortured him in unspeakable ways. Then they dumped his limp body into a creek where it floated for days. My father dedicated his life from my village for people who still did not know Christ, says uh, Rahendra, Pastor Digal's son. I think for my village, my father also was killed, and by the sacrifice of his own life, they may know Jesus Christ, accept him as their only Lord and personal Savior. As Christians, we are, must be willing to pay a price, even if we are never required to do so. This is the lesson of Abraham's life. He was willing to sacrifice Isaac, through whom the blessing was going to come. Being willing to sacrifice for our commitment to Christ makes us stronger. The idea of sacrifice clarifies our goals. Sacrifice solidifies our character. Commitments that cost us something change our family, our neighborhood, and our world for Christ. We learn how strong we really are. We really can be. Although we don't wish to lose that which we hold dear, we strive to remain undeterred in our devotion in despite of any circumstances. And then there's a quote from St. Francis of Assasi. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life.
And the next one here takes part in Siberia with Paulus. And the quote and the uh, verse that they use for this is Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? It was getting late, and the Soviet officer had beaten and tortured Paulus for many hours. We are not going to torture you any more, he said, smiling brutally when the Christian looked up. We will send you instead to Siberia, where the snow never melts. It is a place of great suffering. You and your family will fit in well. Paulus, instead of being depressed, smiled. The whole earth belongs to my father, Captain. Wherever you send me, I will be on my father's earth. The captain looked at him sharply. We will take away all you own. You will need a high ladder, Captain, for my treasures are stored up in heaven. Paulus still wore a beautiful smile. We will put a bullet between your eyes, shouted the captain, now angry. If you take away my life in this world, my real life and joy and beauty will begin, answered Paulus. I am not afraid of being killed. The captain grabbed Paulus by his tattered prison shirt and screamed into his face, We will not kill you. We will keep you locked alone in a cell and allow no one to come to see you. You cannot do that, Captain, said Paulus, still smiling. I have a friend who can pass through locked doors and iron bars. No one can separate me from the love of Christ. Despite an uncertain future, we can be sure of one thing. Christ will face it with us. Whether we are going through a private trial or a public grieving, we are never going alone. In contrast, every human companion will fail us at some point. There will be places in life's journey where they cannot walk with us. The water will be too deep and their understanding would be murky at best. Only Jesus has the ability to pass through the iron bars on our suffering hearts and share these, dif- uh, share these difficult times. Although in his wisdom, he may not choose to deliver us from our circumstances. Be sure uh, presence His sure presence will see us through them. Smile, knowing you have a friend from whom you can never be separated. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.